I'm just going to say that it's Friday the 18th of June and it's 2.15pm and I'm at Leamington Spa Police Station uh, with PC Bauer and I'm, I, I don't need to do anything except put that there. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. In fact, I'll, I'll turn that because it's facing me. It doesn't need to face you. Yeah, yeah so keep, that, keeps, that keeps it easy. Yeah, it's just <laughs> What I want to do today is I want to report a criminal offence of misconduct in public office. Okay. It's against a Warwickshire Member of Parliament. Okay. What's happened is, as a result of the coronavirus and the yeah. Coronavirus Act, I've started to do a little bit of research, a lot of research, and I found this information that there are now, this is from the government website, there's 1,295 people have died as a result of the vaccine. And there's now 922,000 adverse reactions as a result of the coronavirus okay. vaccine. This is now over 1,350 1, now. And oh, this, okay. is, this is now closer to a million. So this is the damage that the vaccine is doing. Okay. That's the government's own website, the yellow card scheme. Are you familiar with that? Uh, I'm not, if I'm completely honest. Okay. Um, but that's, I'm sure it's something I can look at. That's, that's actually from the government's website, the yellow card scheme. So, as a result of this, such is my concern, and I'd like to think that concerns you as well, because this is directly from the vaccine. On the 25th of May, okay. I attended four hospitals in Birmingham, the Queen Elizabeth, the City Hospital, Heartlands Hospital and Solihull Hospital. Mm -hmm. I attended there because I was given information that the PCR tests are contaminated and they contain what, uh, a substance called ethylene oxide, which is a dangerous gas, lithium, which is a dangerous substance unless it's prescribed by a doctor, and hydrogel. I reported this matter here to Leamington Police on that day, incident 181 of the 25th of May refers. That was forwarded on to Special Branch by PC Clay and Sergeant McMurray, Trent, Trent McMurray. Okay. Yeah. It's Murray or McMurray, Trent. Sergeant. Yeah, sorry. I, I, know, I know who you mean. Yeah, I know sorry. And they passed it on to Special Branch because I, I made the allegation that this is a terrorist attack against us as a result okay. of what is in these PCR tests. From there, I went to the four hospitals to make them aware that I had serious concerns about the PCR tests. I showed them the literature, they looked at the literature, and they have passed it on to their relevant heads of departments. So, while I was there, I've communicated with a number of doctors and nurses and administration staff, and they confirmed to me in all four hospitals, they are having a massive influx of people who are suffering from serious adverse events as a result of the coronavirus vaccines. Okay. Now, not from COVID, but from the vaccines, blood clots, menstrual cycle issues where women are starting to bleed, women who've had the menopause and now they're starting to bleed, um, neurological issues, all sorts of problems as a result of the vaccines. Mm -hmm. That was confirmed to me. I then took it upon myself to make contact with Nadim Zahawi, who's the Minister for Stratford-upon-Avon. He's in charge of the vaccine rollout across the country. What I did was, I emailed him on the 6th of June. Okay. I also sent recorded delivery letters 
to his constituency address in Stratford-upon-Avon and to Parliament. As a result of, of sending that letter, Mr Zahawi was kind enough to reply to me, and in that letter, which I will read out, he's actually replied direct to me, dear Mark, acknowledging the receipt of the letter and the content, yep. and he's, he's detailed it. I, I have the original emails as well to show they're legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So from that, because he didn't acknowledge the content of my letter and the emails, I sent a second one and I delivered it by hand on the 10th of June. Such was my concern about what is happening with this vaccine and the information I've heard at the hospitals. He hasn't replied to this one. So, bearing that in mind, I, I'm going to read this out because it's very important. Is that okay with you? I suppose it, just before you do that, so the in, original was an email you sent originally? Record, letter. Recorded delivery letter. letter. So and, he, and emails. And so he, he's acknowledged receipt. He's acknowledged receipt of the recorded delivery letter, which is this. Yeah, but not the content as such, was it? Sorry, just so I've got it straight. Yeah. Exactly what's yeah. been acknowledged and what hasn't. Thank you for your letter. Yeah. Sent to my constituency office. So he's received my letter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's then asked me to contact the Department of Health and Social Care on this yeah. number. Okay, yeah. And the Members of Parliament UK. I'll explain that in a moment because I've okay. done all of that as okay, well. Okay, okay. It's basically saying, Dear Mr Zahawi, and I also sent it to the COVID vaccine NHS England Department as okay. well. Yeah. My name is Mark Sexton. I am a retired police constable from Birmingham. I am making contact in order to bring to your urgent attention some very disturbing facts and information that have come to light over the last few days. On the 31st of May 2021, a report was released onto the internet by a Dr. Brian Bridal from Canada. In the audio and the video, he is expressing some serious and grave concerns surrounding the vaccines for COVID-19. So just check, that's still recording. This is a direct quote from his audio. We screwed up. We didn't realize the spike protein is a toxin. Does this mean everyone vaccinated is manufacturing their own spike protein in their own bodies. He goes on to say, the spike proteins travel to the brain, the heart, the kidneys and the ovaries. This is going to cause serious problems for every vaccinated person. On the 30th of May, 2021, a Twitter feed was picked up and sent to me. And this feed is from Dr. A.H. Khan Saeed. The feed is talking about a study from Pfizer where serious life-changing and life-threatening effects have been brought to light surrounding the vaccine for COVID-19. The report is alluding to composites from the vaccine settling in the ovaries and other organs. This fully supports the report by the Canadian doctor, Dr. Brian Bridal. Serious menstrual irregularities, reproductive dysfunction, heart inflammation and blood clots are occurring. There are some reports to suggest there is a 2000% increase in miscarriages. This information is of huge concern. It is so disturbing, I am asking for and demanding all vaccines for COVID-19 are stopped as a matter of urgency in order to protect the public from serious harm and death. It is also documented that polysorbate 80 is contained within the vaccines and this is known to cause issues relating to fertility. Prior to these reports coming out and on Tuesday the 25th of May, 
I attended the four biggest hospitals in the West Midlands, the Queen Elizabeth, Heartlands, the City and Solihull. I was sent a research report from Slovakia suggesting the PCR tests are contaminated with hydrogel and lithium. Such was my concern, I reported this to the police. They in turn forwarded this on to Special Branch to investigate. I deemed this to be a targeted terrorist attack. I took it upon myself to attend the four hospitals mentioned. This was in order to make them aware of my concerns regarding the PCR tests. Copies of the Slovakia report were given and to allow them the opportunity with, to withdraw all PCR testing kits. All PCR kits are made in China. While I was at all four hospitals, it was confirmed to me by doctors, nurses and members of the administration staff they are having a significant increase in patients. The patients are suffering from heart inflammation, blood clots and serious menstrual irregularities. All of these patients have had both doses of the vaccinations. It is therefore incumbent upon you as the Minister overseeing the vaccination programme and the covid vax team for the rollout of these vaccines to order an immediate cessation of the administering of the vaccines. An investigation must be carried out into these serious allegations coupled with the worrying information relayed to me in person from all four hospitals to suggest these two reports are factually correct. I would also like to add the yellow card scheme is a very disturbing read. The deaths from the vaccines are over 1,300 and the serious injury and damage being caused is in the hundreds of thousands. The damage these vaccines are causing is now a catastrophe on unimaginable proportions and must be treated as a national emergency. They must be stopped without delay. It is of great concern and worry to me and to many others that you are rolling out these vaccines and giving them to our children. This must not happen, especially in considering the reports from the doctors and the four Birmingham hospitals. I will await your immediate reply before I go to the national press and media outlets. This is very scary, very damning information surrounding the vaccines. The two links are attached here and also the report from Slovakia. I've attached the report from Dr. Bridal from Canada confirming my um, assertions and the information from Dr. Saeed and the Slovakia report and I signed it. Okay. As you can see there on the 9th of June, Nadim Zahawi replied to me, Dear Mark, thank you for your letter sent to my constituency office. If you are trying to reach me in my capacity as Minister for COVID vaccine deployment, please go to contact us at dhsc.gov.uk to receive a response from the Department of Health and Social Care, or you may wish to contact or receive a response from them, or you may wish to contact your own MP. And he, he gives me the email, ad email address for Parliament. Warmest regards, Nadim. Office of Nadim Zahawi, Member of Parliament for Stratford-upon-Avon. Because he didn't address those serious concerns, which he's obviously aware of because of the contents of the letter, I then delivered by hand to his constituency office and I recorded it to show that okay. I sent this letter. Dear Mr Zahawi, thank you for taking the time to respond to the letter I sent to your constituency address in Stratford-upon-Avon. For information, the same letter was sent for your attention direct to Parliament. While grateful for the reply, I am somewhat dismayed that having received my letter, you have made no mention of the very disturbing content contained within. May I also bring to your attention the following. I have already made contact with NHS England. And that's the email address he's already given to me. Mm -hmm. I received a telephone call from them and they advised me as a matter of urgency to make direct contact with you. 
They gave me your minister, correspondence email address. I also made direct contact with the Department of Health and Social Care on 020 7210 4850. They advised me to make contact with you as a matter of urgency, provided me with your email addresses and advised me to write to you at Parliament and to your constituency in Stratford-upon-Avon. Number three, I made contact with the Yellow Card Side Effects Scheme on 0800-731-6789 and again they advised me they cannot do anything to stop the rollout of the vaccination that only can come from the government. Number four, contact was also made with Public Health England on 0207-654-8000. The response from them was to contact the Department for Health and Social Care, which obviously I've already done. As you can see, Mr Zahawi, all roads lead to you as the Member of Parliament with the ultimate responsibility for the vaccination programme. To suggest making contact with any other department or organisation will prove futile. Therefore, yet again, as a matter of urgency, an immediate cessation of the vaccine rollout pertaining to the coronavirus and also the yellow card scheme death and serious harm entries are alarming. Such is the scale of deaths and injuries, it is incumbent upon you as the Minister responsible to stop all vaccinations forthwith. An urgent nationwide address to alert the public, hospitals, care homes, doctors, surgeries and all other sites administering the vaccine to stop immediately. I also need to bring to your attention an open letter from Dr Tess Laurie. She too is now calling for immediate halt to all vaccinations due to the exceedingly high amount of deaths and serious harms being caused. This is a copy of the letter from Dr Laurie. She writes to the UK Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency after evaluating the yellow card data. She recommends an immediate halt to the vaccine programme. This is a direct quote. Okay. The nature and variety of ADRs reported to the yellow card system are consistent with the potential pathologies described in this paper and supported by other recent scientific papers on vaccine-induced harms, which are mediated through the vaccine spike protein product. It is now apparent that these products in the blood stream, sorry, in the bloodstream, are toxic to humans. An immediate halt to the vaccine programme is required, whilst a full and independent safety analysis is undertaken to investigate the full extent of the harms. The MHRA now has more than enough evidence on the yellow card system to declare the COVID-19 vaccines unsafe for use in humans. Please spread this everywhere. Send it to journalists, your MP, your children's school and your employer. As you can see, this is now a national emergency. It is now down to only you, Mr Zahawi, to take the necessary and immediate steps to stop the vaccine rollout in order to prevent any more deaths and serious harms from occurring. I'm sure you will agree this is alarming and the scale of the problem is catastrophic to say the least. Doctors, nurses, hospitals, the yellow card scheme and government departments are all raising the alarm. This needs your immediate attention and it needs you to suspend and stop the whole vaccination programme without delay. The very thought of this being rolled out to our children in September is sickening. This must never happen considering the damage the vaccines are causing. I'm sure you agree as a family man yourself. The BBC and Sky News await contact to be made by you or your office. If this can be done as a matter of urgency, Mr Zahawi. Thank you, anticipation. Yours faithfully, Mark Sexton. And I signed it. Mm -hmm.
the deaths are going up, the hospital hospitalizations are going up. I also have a document from the 24th of August 2020. This is from Dr Jenny Harris, who is the Chief Medical Officer to the Government, Advisor to the Government. Okay. okay. School children are at greater risk from seasonal flu or a road traffic accident than from coronavirus, England's Deputy Chief Medical Officer has insisted. Dr Jenny Harris, spelled H-A-R-R-I-E-S, has told Sky News this morning that she can understand entirely why parents are wary about sending their children back to classrooms when the new academic year begins next week. But a well-controlled school environment with the information and knowledge that we have about COVID now should be a safe one, she said. No environment is not completely, completely risk-free. Every time a parent sent their child off to school pre-COVID, they may have been involved in a road traffic accident. There are all sorts of things. And in fact, that risk of the risk from seasonal flu sorry, all the risk from seasonal flu, we think is probably higher than the current risks of COVID. Harry's intervention comes as Boris Johnson moves to seize control of the school agenda after being criticised for heading off for a holiday in Scotland amid the exam chaos, writes The Guardian. After returning to Downing Street, Prime Minister has insisted in a statement, the risk of contracting coronavirus in school is low and it is far more damaging for a child's development and their health and well-being to be away from school any longer. We have always been guided by our scientific and medical experts, and we know far more about coronavirus than we did earlier this year, Johnson said. As the Chief Medical Officer has said, the risk of contracting COVID-19 in school is very small. The PM's plea to parents comes amid fears that parental concerns are the final stumbling block in ministers' efforts to return youngers to full-time education. Johnson's message has been given added backing of the new Public Health England figures showing the reopening of schools in June did not lead to a single child being hospitalised with coronavirus. That's that document. I have further information which is very relevant. Are we going to be reading all of these out? Would no. it be easy? okay? I was going no. to say, is it easy for me to go and copy them so we've got copies? No, I'll, I'll read this one out and then I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll I leave you. Quite a thick stack. <laughs> the, the, these I'm, I would like you to have a copy of. Okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah. So no, I, I wouldn't no, expect. That's, that's okay. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be here till next month. It, yeah. This one I'll read out because it's very relevant, and I'll show you one more page. Right. Yep. No, and that's then, fine. Okay. okay. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson in April 2020 was hospitalised for two weeks with coronavirus. You may recall that. Yeah. And by his own admission stated his life was in danger and it was 50-50 as to whether he would survive. Boris Johnson has had the vaccinations against the coronavirus. It is now a statement of fact that those who have had COVID have antibodies and will not get COVID again. This has been known for over a year. So why did Boris Johnson have the vaccine, his body already has antibodies, to fight any future COVID infection, including any variant? So by having the vaccine, he has now compromised his immune system. Why would he do this, considering he has some of the best medical experts in the world advising him? The 4.6 million people who have already allegedly been infected with COVID since March 2020 
should not in any way be receiving a vaccine because they have the antibodies. So why is this not being advertised all over the television and by the government? This is a huge issue and very dangerous. If people take the vaccine because that in itself will compromise significantly the immune system. Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock, Patrick Vallance, Chris Whitty, Dominic Raab and Michael Gove were saying from the onset, once the vaccine is rolled out, we will get back to normal. 42 million UK residents have had at least one vaccine and 30,440,000 UK residents have had both vaccines. Why are these people still wearing a mask? Why are they social distancing? Why can't they fly? And why are they still subject, subject to lockdown conditions? They have now been told they cannot fly because the vaccine is causing blood clots. It is no fact. The vaccine does not stop the transmission. It does not stop people catching the virus. It merely reduces symptoms in the individual. I therefore ask, what is the vaccine for? It would appear it is merely a treatment. If this is the case, we already have ivermectin, which is now proven almost 100% effective, hydroxychloroquine, almost 100% effective, and vitamin D that significantly reduce and cure, within 48 hours, the symptoms of coronavirus. So why does the whole population need to have a rushed and now proven dangerous vaccine that doesn't work? For 15 months, the above named individuals have been shouting vaccine, 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 and never once talked about healthy living, healthy lifestyle, stop smoking, stop drinking, get fresh air, go to the gym, eat fruit and vegetables. All it has been about is the vaccine. And now the vaccine is here, it has made no difference to the restrictions imposed on the people. In February 2021, Boris Johnson addressed the nation live on television and he stated, no matter what, June the 21st, all COVID restrictions will end 100%. We are now in another extended period and yet again, these people are blatantly lying in public office. We are being told there are numerous variants, the South African variants, Brazilian, Kent, Indian, Nepalese and Thai. However, the Indian government has written to the World Health Organization, demanding the phrase Indian variant is no longer used. This is serious misinformation and fake news. The World Health Organization agreed and rebranded the Indian variant, the Delta variant. That in itself is significant. It's a lie. Misinformation and blatant fear mongering by the above six ministers against the people of the United Kingdom. The Nepalese government have also gone on record to state there is no variant from their country. From the government's own Office of National Statistics, over 95% of those who are over 70 years of age are now fully vaccinated in the UK. Therefore, care homes are the safest place in the United Kingdom to be with almost zero risk from catching or dying from COVID. Why are all care home staff now being ordered to, to take the vaccine or they will lose their job? This is immoral, impractical, disproportionate, unethical and criminal. This is actually blackmail. Blackmail is a criminal offence contrary to Section 21 of the Theft Act 
1968. The yellow card scheme is now showing hundreds of thousands of harm, injury and disability, blood clots, nervous system disorders and over 1,300 deaths. The hospitals are now filling up with people who've had the vaccine and suffering from serious harm and as a result they are also testing positive for COVID after having the vaccines. The people who have not been vaccinated do not wear masks, do not social distance and do not get tested, remain healthy and are causing no issue or strain on the National Health Service. It is now blatantly obvious and apparent it is the vaccinated people causing the strain on the National Health Service. Yet on the 17th of June, the Health Minister Matt Hancock has stated the unvaccinated will not get NHS treatment if the hospitals are busy. This is a disgusting comment for any minister to make, let alone the health minister. Considering it is now the vaccinated people who are putting a strain on the NHS and it is the vaccinated people who are suffering from death, serious harm and serious injury as a result of the vaccination programme. The vaccinated individuals are suffering death, serious harm and injury and they have been told it is likely they cannot fly due to the risk of blood clots. They now have a significant disadvantage in society as a result of being vaccinated. How is this possible? Under 16s do not catch, do not spread and do not die or get ill from coronavirus. This is fact. The Office of National Statistics and the government's own head of medicine, Dr Jenny Harries, has stated children are more at risk of dying from the flu or a car accident on their way to school than they are of COVID. So why are they giving the under 16s a vaccine? A vaccine that does not protect them or stop transmission to others. It only reduces symptoms, symptoms that they don't get. This is nonsensical. It is now proven it is only given to reduce the symptoms. So if children don't have symptoms, what is the point of the vaccine? They said the vaccine would bring society back to normal. On the contrary, the vaccines are causing chaos, death, harm and injury and putting a strain on the NHS we have all been told to protect. It is blatantly and abundantly clear this is not about health. This is not about protecting the NHS. This has always been about administering the vaccine. We now know this is a gene therapy disguised as a vaccine and the above six people have lied, been disingenuous and they know what is going on and why. They are therefore guilty of misconduct in public office and misfeasance in public office. The vaccine programme must be stopped as a matter of urgency to protect people from death, injury and harm and the evidence is now overwhelming. It is incumbent upon you, the police, to make sure this happens now, today, before any more people die, suffer serious harm and injury and to protect the people of this country and to protect the NHS. No individual or organisation are above the law. The police have a duty to investigate these serious allegations, arrest those responsible and put them before the court with the advice from the Crown Prosecution Service and the Director of Public Prosecution. This is something that must happen now today and cannot and must not wait. The police are independent of the government and represent the people. This is your duty of office, fully supported by the oath that you swore. This is the letter from the Indian government to the World Health Organization to prove and to show 
There's no such thing as the Indian variant. They've, they've made that public. I'll leave you a copy of that as well. Yep. Okay. This is the oath of a constable to show that you are independent of government, and it says, police constables are servants of the Crown and are strictly independent of Her Majesty's government. It would be unlawful for any member of government, such as the Prime Minister, to attempt to control, coerce, direct or command constables of any rank. Constables are not employees of the police and cannot take individual action. Industrial action, I do apologise. Whilst performing their role as constables and considered in law to be special legal entities who are responsible for their own actions when carrying out police duties. And then, this is the crime recording standards. A belief by the victim or a person reasonably assumed to be acting on behalf of the victim that a crime has occurred is usually sufficient, sufficient to justify its recording. That's the crime recording guidelines by the Home Office, April 2020. So I'll be asking for a crime number today. The vision and purpose statement where I have to be treated as a victim of crime and dealt with accordingly. And it is incumbent upon you as a constable to investigate the allegations that I'm making. And that's all there. That's the vision and purpose statement. Hand it out to every police officer. And that's just the national crime recording. And this is to any police constable who fails to investigate these crimes. It's a dereliction of duty. Any deliberate or accidental failure to do what you should do as part of your job is a dereliction of duty. Not just included there. I also have evidence from Birmingham City Council. This is a freedom of information request, which you can have. This is dated 10th of February 2021. The request is, in the last six years, how many people have been buried and cremated in the Birmingham Metropolitan Borough, the biggest metropolitan borough in Europe? They've replied. They've provided a full breakdown. From 2015 down to 2020, burials and cremations. Okay? This is 2015 all the way down to 2020. On these figures, 2020 is the sixth lowest out of the six years previous. So if we're in a pandemic, where are all the dead bodies? Because there was more, more burials and cremations in 2019, 18, 17, 16 and 15. How can we be in a pandemic when there's been less people buried and cremated? I'll let you have that as well. Okay. okay? This is from Solihull Metropolitan, uh, Metropolitan Borough Council. They've also been kind enough to reply to the Freedom of Information request. They broke it down from Robin Hood and Woodland Ceremony. And they broke it down very well, as you can see. Yep. They've also provided their data. And from 1415 up to all the way to 2021, it's the fifth lowest in the last six years. So there was more deaths in five previous years. Okay. So where are all the bodies if there's a pandemic? You can have that as well. This is the Great Barrington Declaration. It's translated into 16 languages. This is signatures from 625,000 citizens around the world, 11,297 medical and public health scientists, and 34,415 medical practitioners giving information and details about everything